let's make this happen. So thanks for having me. Yep. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. So I'm recording now. If you guys, you guys, everybody see record over there. Everybody good? Yep. Yeah, we're all good. Awesome. So, uh, like I said, we got Jay Siemens, superstar here from Canada. Um, <laughs> and I, I have a few questions for you later on. Remind me, uh, my daughter, right. my daughters and my wife wanted me to ask you. I'll ask. At oh the boy. End. All right. All right. I'm ready. It's good questions though. Don't worry about it. But once again, like I said, you know, uh, myself and Kit, super excited to have you just kind of join us on this podcast and, uh, let us get an opportunity to pick your brain a little bit, learn more about fishing up North and just fishing overall. I'm, I really, I have a passion for fishing, but I'm still a beginner of learning all the tips and techniques and yeah, yeah. Um, all that good stuff. So, uh, but thank you so much for joining us here on beer fish fanatics. And, uh, just, I always start with a beer. So today, this is the closest beer that we could get up north. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> From Iowa. I saw Wisconsin on there. Maybe what was that? You yeah, got Wisconsin, it. Nice. Yeah, you got it. So uh, New Glarus here. Thank you to my cousin who just went to uh, Wisconsin recently. Got these uh, spotted cow for us. Jimmy, I'll give a shout out to him. He gave us a couple beers here. He said, you know what? On your next podcast, he said, you got to have this beer. I said, all right, I'll, I'll crack it for you. Thank you so much, man. So, and you know what? Hey, I, I forgot my beer, but cheers anyways. I, I, I would say if uh, if I were to... If I'd bring a beer, it'd probably be the local brewery in, in Kenora. It's called Lake of the Woods Brewery, Lake of the Woods Brew Co. And they've got a, a brew pub that just has blown up over the last couple of years. And they have a blueberry beer. Ooh. And it is, it's incredible. It's, uh, it's 7% alcohol. So it's one of those beers that you have won. And that's, and that's perfect. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's not a type of beer that you would drink multiple, but uh, it's, it's, it's a very unique beer. And, and everyone in the region, like, is familiar with it. And it's a favorite for a lot of people, so. Oh. They're probably my favorite. Yeah. Hopefully, once this COVID thing goes out, that's I'm gonna make a trip. Come to Canara, yeah, yeah, I definitely gotta Absolutely. make a trip. Because uh, obviously, seeing all the uh, types of fish you catch, trust me, I, I definitely want to. We're spoiled it. up here. We're spoiled. I mean, I I go fishing and I look at my window, Lake of the Woods, and that's that's my home now. Oh, and I'm like, this is this is people's vacation. They come once a year and they think about Lake of the Woods all the all the time. And I can just be on the lake in five minutes. So I kind of have to pinch myself. And I didn't always live here. I lived uh, in Southern Manitoba, probably similar to where you guys live, like in, in the prairies, kind of like agriculture all around and not a ton of lakes. But now I'm like right in the heart of all of it. And it's, it's incredible. Yeah, that's, that's pretty badass. Well, yeah. cheers. I know. Um, so in case anybody is wondering, uh, Jay did do a, a nice shot of fireball right before yep. us. So. <laughs> he, he, he went, he went hardcore on that. So there you cheers, go. everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. That is damn good. <laughs> so you're a craft beer guy, Jay? Yeah, I would say more so. I'm more of a craft beer than a, than a Bud Light or a Bush Light guy. I would, I would say that, yeah. That makes you a little bit cooler. <laughs> a little bit cooler, yeah. I, I think you just hit like a, a 10 on my scale because, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty big on craft beer because uh, at one point before my kids and everything, I, I, I brewed beer for a little bit. So I, I kind of nice. got into it. So that's cool to have somebody who can appreciate good beer right my, my neighbor my neighbor brought over some beer the other day and he said it's homebrew and i said oh what's it called and he said oh it's called it's called int it's called int beer and i'm like int beer i'm like oh, okay i've never heard of that is that like an ipa so i take a couple sips I'm like this is it's it's good and he said do you want to know what int is and i'm like yeah sure he says it stands for it's not terrible <laughs> there you go that's, that's good. always good yeah. Yeah. i watched a couple of your videos recently and, and i saw how has COVID um, affected like the fishing up there? Because I know 
not a lot of U.S. citizens are flying. They can't go into Canada without yeah. being quarantined, right? Or can't even, yeah. I don't think we can even go, actually. Essential right workers can make it in, but that's about it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like people are coming into fishing. So, I'm assuming that's affecting, like, the guide business. I mean, how Oh, man. That? So, that's why I'm wondering, like, I mean, how is that really affecting that? And, and what are they doing with that? Yeah. So, a lot of the work that I do, probably my, my bigger single client slash sponsor is, is Manitoba Tourism. So, I do a lot of work with them. That's my home province. It's scary because so many of these lodges are flying lodges. So there's, there's kind of two sides of the whole thing happening right now. There's flying lodges and then there's your drive to lodges. The flying lodges rely probably 80 to 90% American guests, maybe, maybe 95%. It's like all Americans apply up there and they're like more expensive lodges. Um, some of them you're spending, you know, upwards of a thousand dollars a day to be there. So they're, they're pricey to, to go up there. Right. Mm-hmm. Those flying lodges are just, they're hooped. They can't get across the border. The beauty of these drive-in lodges is even though they are maybe let's say 60% American clientele normally, those Americans have booked the same dates for year after year after year. So some of these lodges have been booked for, you know, the last 20 years by the same people and now they can't come up. So there's Canadians that are getting opportunities to fish these primetime dates on all these prime lodges. And I talked to one lodge in Northern Manitoba and they said um, that this is like shaping up to be a record year for them, even though the border is closed because Manitobans, or people from Northwest Ontario, they can't travel far. They're not flying. They're not going to exotic places. So boat sales are up. RV sales are up. More people are golfing than ever. More people are fishing than ever locally because they're finding alternative things rather than going and, you know, traveling the States or going to Hawaii or something. It's like they're stuck, Hmm. you know, at home. So there's good side to bad side on Lake of the Woods. Normally it'd be buzzing every weekend with boats, Hmm. a lot of American boats. And now it's just quiet. So it's kind of cool because the fish are kind of getting a chance to like have a break for a year, almost like this stronger spawning year and all that. So it's, it's very interesting. It's something that I don't think every, anyone ever expected to see, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang Americans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, hey, they keep the economy going. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's true. That's true. You're just mentioning like what kind of species, you know, obviously in Iowa, we're not going to get the same species that you guys get at Lake of the Woods. Yeah, what, yeah. Guys, what kind of species you get there and do you, target the most i guess you could say yeah so lake of the woods has like a bit of everything it doesn't have as many like rough species like catfish and carp and that stuff but it's got smallmouth largemouth black crappies uh lake trout whitefish pike walleye muskie tiger muskie perch Jeez. uh burbot i don't know what else i'm missing sturgeon um so it's, it's pretty interesting so lake of the woods borders manitoba ontario and a bit of minnesota uh-huh. and all the best fishing is in basically the Ontario section. It's got the most islands. It's got the most diversity. There is good fishing in the States, but it's interesting right now because how the border is working is you can boat right up to the border, but you can't cross it. So you'll see when I'm fishing in Canada, you'll see American boats fishing right up against the border, but they can't cross. Wow. So, and I've heard of boats sneaking across and fishing in the can- Canadian side and then getting busted and getting massive fines. So obviously it's not worth it, yeah. but uh, yeah, there's, it's a weird deal, you know? Yeah, apparently the lodges on the American side are doing better than ever because you know people are yeah people are doing what they can in in their home state they can't come into the Canadian side so they're just visiting lodges in the Minnesota side is is the border like on the lake yeah it's it's really weird I wonder if I could I'll I'll show you one second I'll I'll try to pull this off okay (laughs) if you're out on the water how do you know like where where where, where's the farthest you can go let me let me uh, let me give you guys a quick little rundown. Can you see that? It's huge. The lake yep. is huge. <laughs> that is enormous. Yes. So that section right there, there's a line that runs right there. That's Minnesota, uh-huh. basically, and that's all Ontario. 
cool. So people, people can only fish up until that line. So you can see all the islands and all the crazy stuff is up there. And then oh. that's a little piece of Manitoba right there. So it's, uh, yeah, Ontario's, Ontario's where you want to be on for a lot of the stuff, for a lot of the multi-species fishing. So if anybody's listening to this on the podcast, uh, Jay just pulled up a map and really um, educated us on the geographics of that. So that's actually really cool. I didn't know like like how different it was where the U.S. part, the Manitoba, and Ontario part. So that's actually pretty cool. That's unique. It's, it's a pretty neat lake because the actual part of Minnesota that sticks up, if you ever zoom in on a map, it's like apparently the story is back in the day when they were surveying the land, there was an error made, and they accidentally gave Minnesota, gave Minnesota a bunch because it's like it juts up right into Ontario and it, it doesn't make sense why that would be Minnesota. So it's, uh, it's interesting. If you ever cross the border there, there's a place called Jim's corner mm-hmm. and it's a phone booth and you go inside, you pick up this phone and it's got a little video camera on it and they can see your face and you call a, a crossing. And when you pick up the phone, it'll go to any crossing across uh, the, the North America or the Canada U S border. So you'll pick it up and you might be calling somewhere in like Sault Ste. Marie, or you might be calling somewhere in Vancouver. And they're like, uh, Jim's, you're, where are you crossing? You're like, I'm crossing at Jim's corner. You give them the passport number and they just let you cross. There's like never a guard there. So it's kind of a weird deal. Huh. <laughs> that is, hey, okay. We got to make, okay. I think fishing kid and I, we're going to make a trip up there as soon as this thing is done. Cause yeah. And I think we're going to probably do ice fishing. I, I, I mean, we're, we're pretty big into ice fishing. Nice. So nice. Oh, it's, it's sunset countries like Sunset Country, Manitoba, they're like the two meccas for ice fishing right in the middle there. There's so much to do. We'll definitely hit you up on that. because Absolutely, def- please do. Got it, got it. We got to go check that out, because I, I, I'm super excited. I want to go to Canada and, and, and just, just see. Because I, I went to Vancouver, I think, last year. Um, yeah. So that was, that was fun, but I definitely want to see uh, a different side of yeah. Canada. Yeah. So that'd be kind of cool. Speaking of, because uh, I saw you uh, recently, too. I, you got into kayak fishing a little bit more. I did. Yeah, because uh, Kit here, he's he's pretty big into kayak fishing. I, nice. I, I just jumped back into it because after oh, having, yeah. having four kids, I was like, I sold my original kayak, but then now I, I just did it and asked for forgiveness later. My advice. Yeah. <laughs> Kit's advice, he goes, just just ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. Uh, so kayak fishing, man, tell me a little bit about that. How how has that been for you? I, I saw how you're kind of really starting to get into it. What do you think? Yeah. That, that versus, you know, regular boat fishing. I mean, how, what do you think? The reason I think ice fishing is getting so popular is because it's so accessible. You can get to spots if there's ice roads on the lake that anyone can get to. It's a, you buy a shack, you're in total investment. You can get a shack and a heater and a flasher and you're, you're spending like a grand, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to go out on the boat, you're instantly a couple, like five, $10,000 in. Plus if you want to get graphs and everything, like it's easy to spend 40 grand on a boat, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's the same way how ice fishing is growing so fast because it's so accessible. Everyone can do it. I think kayak fishing is that same there's the beauty to it that you can just get on a kayak. And, and the other part that I love is I, I would fish a new lake every day if I could. When I, when I go out, I'm fine getting skunked half the time because I just want to go fish a new lake. I would rather go get skunked on a new lake than do mediocre on a spot I've been to before, right? Because that's how you hit home runs, right? You got to take chances, check out new lakes, just see more of the country, right? So the kayak has allowed me that freedom to just be like, okay, that doesn't have a boat launch, but I can drop my kayak in it. My kayak fits in the back of my truck. And I knew as soon as I got a kayak, I'm like, I want a trolling motor on this. Like I will paddle if I need to. And I know like a kayak purist might be like, that ain't it. But I'm like, no, no, no. Like a, a trolling motor is just, you can actually fish. I can stand in my kayak. I got a wide, a very wide kayak specifically for that. The widest one I could find because I wanted to stand and fish. I wanted a trolling motor with, with a, you know, an anchor feature that I could cast and stay on a spot. So 
that was important to me when I got into kayak fishing. Obviously, I don't have the most agile kayak. It's not like I can carry it over my back into another lake, but as long as I can get my truck close to the lake, I can drag it in. And with my trolling motor with a lithium battery, I could, you know, go 10 miles down the lake sort of thing, which it's pretty tough if you're paddling and you want to do that in one day sort of sort of thing. So yeah, right. no, it's been it's been good. I love kayak fishing. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of kayak do you have? So I have a new canoe Frontier 12. Oh yeah, the the Spencer from River Certified. He I think that's what he runs. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's it's heavy. It's it's kind of a pig as far as I I think a lot of fishing kayaks are probably big. But uh yeah, just it's so stable. Like when I first got it, I tried to tip it and you're sooner gonna fall off than you're actually gonna tip the kayak. You know, right? Yeah, I think that's with a lot of the kayaks. Um, that, at least the the higher end. You're right. I think you're yeah. you're gonna fall out before it, to to force it a tip is very difficult. Actually, yeah. yeah. Thinking about that too. Should I should I put a trolling motor too? Because I, I know he, he Kit's got a uh, pedal. He's got a Hobie and he he's got a pedal one. Yeah, looks, all the looks, pedal ones look pretty good too. Yeah, they yeah, look so they're, easy. They're fun. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully i don't know we'll we'll see one day i i, I gotta fight my battles one at a time there. yeah exactly you got a kayak so that's a good start there you go um and then uh yeah ice fishing man i mean i'm like i think i got into it maybe about 10 or not even no probably like six seven years ago i really got into ice fishing quite a bit yeah. and then i got um i broke kit's cherry onto the ice and everything nice. so um <laughs> sure but, yeah, and, and he he's in search for uh, for for lake trout. So I took him last year to to Colorado because uh, my in laws got me to ice fishing in Colorado. Yeah, and we you know we we took like a massive hike to try and find you know lake trout of of yeah. trophy lake trout. Of course, first day or two we got skunked. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> it was cold. And uh. what? I guess you could say, what's your tips for lake trout? Because I know I, I see some of your videos. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to see your videos that I'm going to post up. Uh, but what's your go-to tip to for lake trout? For lake trout? I, I think, uh, yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, the number one bait across the board is a tube jig, without a doubt. A lot of people would say a white tube jig, like a bass tube jig, maybe, maybe a little bit bigger, maybe like a four-inch or five-inch. Some people use like big 10-inch tubes, depending on the size of your lake trout. Uh, another thing is lake trout can kind of be picky. Sometimes they're aggressive and they'll crush everything, but a lot of times they want some meat and they need scent to bring them in as well. They, they can be very frustrating and chumming is a very, very key thing. If you're lake trout fishing the same area day after day, like I've seen, I've been on shoots where we'll just keep going back to the same spot. And it's like, why are we going back? We didn't see any fish yesterday. And then day two, you see a couple more fish. And then all of a sudden day three, it's a shark tank of fish down there because you're just throwing down more and more chum every day and it just brings fish in and they just, cause some of the lake trout lakes you fish, some of them have nice structure, but some of them they're cruising these big basins that are 200 feet deep and there's nothing really holding them on a specific spot. Mm -hmm. So then sometimes chumming them will actually concentrate them a little bit more and, and get them more willing to feed. So yeah, like cutting up suckers, Cisco's white fish, that sort of stuff. So it's always a hunt when we're going lake trout fishing is finding good fresh bait. And yeah, sometimes they can be pretty, picky too sometimes some of the biggest lake trout you catch are like laying big dead baits on bottom like you'll use a quick strike rig like you'd use for pike and, and that's how you catch lake trout which isn't as much fun as seeing a, a, a laker strike up and like cruise up and strike your your tube halfway up the water column but you know sometimes whatever it takes right yep as long as you catch right kit yeah that sounds so cool like 200 feet sounds insane because like i was deepest lake is maybe 100 at the most and it's like one lake is that normal yeah. up there? Like no, I mean, I wouldn't say there's lots. There's there's a couple lakes that are you know over, over 200 feet. But I mean, 
there's there's a lot of 80 to 100 foot water in a lot of the lakes here it's very rare we don't have that in iowa we don't have that deep of lakes here where we ice fish um yeah that that would be uh well i mean the the biggest fish i ever caught through the ice was was in denver and it was in about like 80 feet feet deep oh really there so yeah it was Trust me, it was completely different from fishing a 25-foot, yeah. you know, drop that I'm so excited to catch a 10-inch crappie. So, you know, yeah. in Iowa sometimes. But uh, but get here, I, do, you, do you guys have wipers or anything up there in Canada? No, no wipers. Uh, we've got striped bass on the East Coast. Okay. That's the only place in Canada really is striped bass. And then there's white bass all around, or all around but uh, not – I don't think – unless they are stocked in some pond somewhere. I mean, like that that's a genetic thing, right? They don't, they don't cross in the wild, do they? Uh, I think they're all hatchery fish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've caught wipers, but that was like in Texas. I haven't caught any here. Well, you'll have to make a trip here one day. You got some big ones. <laughs> double digits. I mean, you yeah. can get double digits. Um, ten, ten pounders here and there. Uh, nice. I think kids kit, be kid catches quite a bit of them than me. Big, you know? Yeah. My biggest probably like fifteen, but like they they stock them all around our lakes to control shad. And uh, I'm I'm just trying to I'm just starting to figure out them through the ice and they're a blast through the ice. That's cool. I can't imagine through the ice. Yeah. Yeah. He got me on a year or two ago. He got me on uh, uh, the wipers through the ice. Un yeah, two seasons ago. It was two seasons yeah. ago. Unbelievable. Like I, yeah. I, the the fight that it did. I was just like, whoa! It just yeah. and then yeah. you got to You got to imagine. It, we were only fishing maybe about twenty five to thirty feet of water, so you can just imagine where they're going left and right and yeah. all. Yeah, so you, nice. you got to come make a trip uh, down to Iowa yeah. one once, time. Once the border opens, I want to do a big road trip. Like, I, I'm ready to – I got the travel bug. But, I mean, luckily there's lots I can do around here. Yeah. But I'm excited once uh, – whenever the border opens, who knows? Could be a well, while yet. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I think it will be a while, actually. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Hope, you know, hope for, the, hope for the best. That's all we can yeah. do at the moment. Yeah. So, um, And then uh, I, I think I watched one of your uh, most recent videos. So when did you start scuba diving, man? I just Dude, saw – yeah. What what came up with the idea on that? Because the reason, man, I, I saw you. Well, the first one I saw you scuba dive was when you were look. Uh, you guys went to go find some people who dropped their you know fishing rods poles and, and stuff, all. That. Yeah, yeah rise up. And then the last one, I think I was just talking to Kit before you jumped on. Uh, you caught a smallie underwater. That was yeah. badass, man. I'm not gonna. That lie. was that was an idea that I had for a while, <laughs> and it's not. I'm not the first person to do it by any means, but so I got scuba certified. Uh, is is pretty good because I moved to Kenora like two years ago and then uh just last fall i'm like oh there's a scuba shop like just like eight houses down from where i live is the, is the scuba shop in town so I, they were doing a course in the fall time so i got certified and i'm like man the potential because i still i don't just make youtube videos i still do you know productions mm -hmm. and, and shoot some client work so i was like okay well that'd be good for client work and then there's so much potential with youtube videos too and there's there's people that do you know, the scuba videos, like uh, D. Almighty is a huge YouTuber who's got, I don't know, like 12 million subs or something. He's done fishing videos. Now he does YouTube, uh, scuba stuff. And I was like, man, his videos are really interesting. And they also, the scuba stuff just, I think, appeals to a broader audience too. Sometimes the fishing stuff is very niche. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, you don't have to be a fisherman to appreciate me going and recovering a fishing rod, but I still wanted to keep it like fishing related. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think you can reach more people just because the scuba stuffs. It's it's easy to just watch, and it's like you can tell what I'm doing. I'm trying to catch fish underwater. I'm not like talking about some very, uh, you know, in depth finesse smallmouth technique. It's like here's a Ned rig, here's an ice rod. I'm gonna go try to catch smallmouth underwater. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just fun for me, so I can learn what the fish are doing, and it. I become a better angler. It's an easy way to create content, and yeah, it's just different. I mean, yeah. 
kids, kids are always asking me, they're like, Jay, I want to start a YouTube channel. Like, how do you grow it? And I'm like, you have to be different. I'm like, if you try to be the next John B, you're not going to be, you've got to have something that's, that's unique. Right. So that's, you know, I know people do scuba, but I was like, you know what, there's not a lot of people doing scuba and freshwater fishing. So I all incorporate it and, and, you know, see. Actually kind of leads into what I think Kit and I were want to talk with you about like the, yeah, I'm pretty sure you get kids or just people in general, just reaching out to you. How do I start a YouTube channel? I know how to, how to yeah. become successful, but what do you, like my main question is like, where do you see it going? First of all, because I mean, I, I totally get that you, you want to be different and everything and you just yeah. get content, get content, create all this stuff. Right. But yeah. my, my main question is where do you see fishing in YouTube? Where do you see YouTube and how do you see that going to expand? What do you think? Or, or is it at the pinnacle? What do you think? Oh, I think this is just the beginning. It's, it's so interesting. Uh, are you, have you guys heard of Uncut Angling? Oh, like, yeah. okay. I love Aaron, man. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Come on. So that's, where, that's where I got my start. I started filming for a channel thought un called Uncut Angling. Like Aaron's an OG. Like he started when no one took YouTube fishing seriously. Yeah. And I have seen just the industry change from, you know, it was so interesting because when, when Aaron started, it's just like, people are like, you know, why, why do we want to be involved? Like we'd rather do TV. What's, what's the deal with YouTube? And then now people are like, we need YouTubers. We need influencers influencers and it's just like the tables have turned you know before we were just like like you know why, why would you want to advertise and now it's just I don't know for myself I'm I don't have tv I watch Netflix if I'm going to watch some produce shows but like if I want to watch 90% of the content I consume is on YouTube and I think that's the future people are just watching YouTube and, and the thing about YouTube too is it's just so much easier to track I can tell where people are watching from their age you know like mm. tv you couldn't do that either so for sponsors too there's there's more tangible numbers behind all of it. And I think there's, there's a chance for that to be more of a, a business as well. Right. It's, and I also think the beauty of YouTube is everyone can find something that they want. They're not stuck to the same reruns of whatever show might be on TV and TV That's, still has its place, but it's, it's changing so fast because people want current. They don't want to wait a year. They want to see what I'm up to or what whoever's up to right now. So yeah. the thing about TV is you're always on a cycle. So it's like the shows you're watching are a year old the shows you're watching on YouTube from John B or from two weeks ago, right. Mm -hmm. Or a week ago or the yep. day before. So I think, I think that is something that people, you know, they like living through other people and, and, and living through their experiences. And I think you feel more of a connection through YouTube. I think TV feels a little more distant too, because it's, it's sometimes too produced that you, that you lose that relationship. Right. Yes. Definitely spot on on that because I think, if you're wanting to watch something that's super produced, super edited and everything, you can watch it on Netflix, like you were just saying. Yeah. But if you want to watch something that's current, live, or, you know, pretty current, like you're saying, YouTube yeah. is the, and it's free, first of all. I mean, yeah. I can just jump in and, and, and you can watch that. Yeah, we, I'm a pretty big fan of um, Uncut Angling, of Aaron. You know, we, we watch you guys. I, I've, I've watched yeah. you guys since you guys started, actually, I believe. So definitely entertaining. It was kind of cool to see how you guys have grown um, progress. I, I guess you could say in the past, like it, about three, three to four years, I think I've seen um, the exponential growth of you guys. And then when did you, I guess you could say like, like when, when you really got into starting your own fishing channel and everything, what was it that, that started getting you to just blow up? I guess, did you notice, was it specific hmm. content? Was it the amount of content you put out or was it just the way you produced it or anything. yeah I, I don't think it's one specific thing but i think like one thing that gave me uh you know a big leg up right off the start is just i was surrounded by 
you know, Alex Perrick is a friend of mine. And, mm -hmm. you know, with Aaron Weave, it's just like, I remember, you know, as soon as they, you know, mention you, then all of a sudden, like collaborations are one of the best ways for, for growth on, on channels, right? So mm -hmm. collabs are huge, you know, you know, doing a video or two with Aaron and just obviously the, the work I've done with Aaron leading up to it now. I don't know. It's just, yeah, trying to do something different. I, I knew right away. Is, are, are you guys familiar with who Peter McKinnon is? Uh, yes. So He's Peter McKinnon yeah, does incredible video biography and yeah. photo tutorials. Amazing. He's a Canadian and he just blew up. He went from zero subscribers. I think he hit a million. I don't know if it was a, he might've hit a million in nine months. I think went from he, like yeah. no, no subs to a million in nine months. Yeah. And that was like, wow. I thought YouTube was like, that was tough to grow like that anymore. But he kind of showed people it was still possible. No, no. I think it's like what you're saying though. What, what the content he was putting out. I mean, it, it, hit people and it was good stuff it, it was yeah it was a good quality it was a good hybrid and then when i saw the peter mckinnon stuff i was like i want to take that and i want to try to do that in the fishing world like to have the cinematic flair but then also the, the vlog style too so like i would say that was one of my biggest inspirations at the start was just like i liked what he's doing with the b-roll and kind of the cinematic sequences and kind of the hybrid and i was like i, I could see myself doing that because sometimes when you're fishing you can't always do the, the high-end fancy stuff you just need it to be raw and you have a gopro rolling all day or a gopro on your chest and and that's how you're going to capture the fish if you're not doing that it'll be pretty tough unless you have a dedicated camera and then on the other side i'm like man but i want to get cool drone angles and i want to get slow-mo so it's like i'm gonna you know try to merge those two and that that's kind of what that's kind of what's been the goal for the last couple of years and always experimenting like it's never i'm always trying something different like or, or trying to at least i never want to have it be you know stale speaking of something different are you are you uh you and sam gonna really start doing your guys own plastics for sh for real no no no, oh. no. I, you know we've got a couple <laughs> messages about that and i was just like we're not uh we're not gonna do things on 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 a big enough scale for that i we <laughs> joked about it and i'm like sam i'm sure we could sell these but it's like uh, you know what by the time you ship it, it and everything like we need to be mass producing it to to be be doing that so yeah i don't think that's gonna happen we make enough for ourselves but i've loved getting into lure making and i'm sure you could help us promote if we wanted to launch our uh, lure business but uh yeah. no I, I i don't think that's uh that's gonna happen darn man i was like <laughs> yeah. I, I saw the episode i was like that's actually some pretty legit lures man i'm like <laughs> I, I i pay for that i'm like that's yeah. kind of cool how you guys are you, how you actually showed um how you actually do it that was actually really cool yeah it's fun. I think I think dual molds is from Iowa. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, I think those I think those molds were from Iowa. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's pretty cool. So, but yeah, yeah, that that episode was pretty pretty. Thank you. I was like, I was hoping you guys were gonna make your own. I'm like, I, 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 I would get some. Maybe we can send you some. We'll get you a little pro staff, a little pro staff package. <laughs> people would buy it. I know people would buy it. What is your favorite species of fish? I don't know if anybody's ever asked. I'm pretty sure everybody's asked you. What's your favorite species of fish to target? Oh, I got another picture here. This is just, just so happened to be here. This is probably one of my favorite pictures I've ever taken. Actually, it's kind of reflecting here. That's my buddy Clayton Schick. He's a YouTuber yeah. in Canada as well. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, that's a huge tarpon in the Florida Keys. Tarpon. And yeah. So, I mean, that's probably a weird answer for a guy from Canada to say, but <laughs> I've been very, very blessed, very fortunate to, to travel to some cool places and fish for some cool stuff. And it's like tarpon are the ultimate. They are just you do not know what to expect. You hook one. There's never been a fish where I like hook it. And I'm like, I have no idea if I'll be able to land this fish. You, you hook a four pound bass and it's like, this fish is four pounds. What could he possibly do? Maybe he could swim into a dock. You hook a tarpon and it's like, this thing might spool me. 
this thing might get eaten by a shark. It might drive, it might go through the bridge and break the line. Like there's just, I think fishing the ocean too, there's just so many more variables and unpredictable things that happen, but tarpon are just, you hook 10 of them and you might get like one to the boat. And even if you get it to the boat, that doesn't mean you're getting a picture with it. It, it might still break your line right there or yeah. throw the hook, but uh, freshwater, probably muskies like Lake of the Woods, Mus- Lake of the Woods muskies are a lot of fun. I've never caught a what about, muskie. What about you guys? What are your favorites? I've never caught a muskie. That's actually my, that's my like bucket list thing. Yeah. You, what you just mentioned is like super bucket list for me. Yeah, yeah. So I've never caught a muskie. So that, that's probably a main reason why I want to go up north. But yeah. what I love targeting wise, I mean, uh, I never got an opportunity to, to well, I, I did once uh, for salmon, saltwater fishing. But nice. I never really got an opportunity to really catch the, you know, like you, tarpon. Yeah. Forget. That, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, but here in Iowa or central, um, I would say I think the the species I love to target probably would be wipers. Like I said, nice. um, yeah. just for the size, I think they're one of like pound for pound one of the craziest fish to catch. Yeah. So I don't know. How about you, Kit? What's your What's your favorite species the the target and, and what do you like to fish for? Um, I, I yeah, I, I gotta go with the wipers. Like for Iowa fish, <laughs> that's like the fish. You know, yeah, like you said, pound for pound, they fight pretty good, but. I'm taking a huge liking to blue catfish. Like we don't have them in Iowa. So I've been traveling down to Kansas trying to catch those blue catfish. Yeah, because they get like 30, 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds. Well, blues blues are the ones that hit 100 pounds, aren't they? If you're going to catch 100 pound catfish. Yeah, they can hit hit 100 pounds. pounds. Yeah, that's wild. Do you guys yeah. have it? You guys don't have blue catfish up there, though, right? I'm no, there's just channel cats. Yeah, yeah. where we're at. You guys got some. Like I've heard stories of like the odd blue cat showing up in the Red River, but it's basically just basically just channel cats. Yeah. You, you guys, guys got, got some, some big, big channels, channels up there, there, though. They call it they call it the channel catfish capital of the world. Like the Red River, that stretch north of Winnipeg to Lake Winnipeg. Uh, I just did a video there, whatever, a couple weeks ago, and you catch as many as you want. Like it's 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 pretty incredible, and they're all 15 to 25 pounds sort of thing. So. Yeah. You get spoiled. Like I'll go catfishing once or twice a year, and I'm like, okay, I'm good for the year. I got my catfish fix, you know. <laughs> yeah. If anybody's listening to this and or watching this, I'll, I'll put that link that uh, what Jay's talking about. That was a that was a pretty cool video because um, those channels were huge, man. Oh yeah, they're just all that big. That wasn't that wasn't like a, an out of the. You know, that wasn't a wild day. That was just a day on the Red River, you know? It looked like your dad had fun, man. Yeah, exactly. I was I like, mean, Dad, I need, I need someone to come reel and fish. So it was perfect. I got a film. I, I just, you know, I stood back and I reeled in a couple, but it was mostly my dad, so. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then, when you film, when you're out fishing and stuff, it's yeah. just you, right? I mean, or do you have do you have somebody else that's, you know? So, like, Thrive Visuals is my production company. Mm-hmm. And they, I just have one editor. His name's Nick Entz. And he, uh, he crushes a lot of the stuff. Like things I could, I could film, I don't know, every day, but I could, I could film a lot, but it's the editing that just takes so much time. Like that one day on the Red River, that one morning, it was half a day on the Red River and that could take probably three days to edit. So it's just like instantly, then that means I can only get out fishing once or twice a week, which I know is still great, but not the, not as many videos as I want to make. So Nick, Nick is, he, he prefers to edit more than shoot, which is like, super super great and he's like the perfect perfect fit for that and he's just so good at it right it's just like i want to get better at shooting and he wants to get better at editing so it's it's a good team for that and i'll still edit sometimes when when we're really backlogged all like right now i'm editing a couple vlogs he's editing a couple vlogs which is great mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's it's tough like i big props to all the guys that just do it by themselves but like even some of the googans right now like i know john b is a guy mm-hmm. um a lot of a lot of the guys have kind of people behind the scenes that film for them 
but mo most of the time I'm just, I'm self-filming. I'll, uh, I kind of set it up in a way that some of the drone stuff and all the slow-mo stuff will be me filming. And then the vlog style stuff, kind of anyone could just pick up the camera and it's all auto-focus, auto-setting. So it's, it's pretty easy for someone just to pick it up and at least film someone reeling in the fish. So. Yeah. And, and I, I, my whole heart respect for it. Cause I, I, I jumped, started this, uh, the, the business of mop pop fishing and I, I was just going to use YouTube as more of marketing, just kind of getting the name out. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't anything I'm going to create videos or anything for. I, I just put this one on. And then when I started editing just a freaking podcast, okay. Yeah, Which is yeah, just yeah. guys talking. Okay. Oh, so I was like, what, how hard could that yeah. be? Holy yeah. It was hard, man. I'm like, when I started editing, I'm like, all right, no wonder this stuff takes forever. No wonder YouTube, when people say, yeah, just, just film and put that stuff on YouTube and edit. It's not that simple. Once until, you get, until you start doing it, it's just yeah. like, people have no idea the editing behind it. No. I, and, and that's why I, I, I was telling Kit, cause you know, when he started his channel, when I, he started his channel, I was like, Hey, how hard could it be? And then when I did it, I'm like, okay, I understand that. <laughs> There's a reason why it took you so long to get a, a 10 minute video. It, yeah. it took, took you that long. I totally yeah. get that. And I totally yeah. have total respect for you guys yeah. in yeah. the industry and everything on that. So, uh, so if people looking to get YouTube, by the way, if anyone listen or watching, it's very time consuming when it comes to yeah. editing if you want if you want it done right you know to to your to your liking and everything so um but have fun with it that's that's yeah. at the end of the day i think because i actually i don't care man i i, I re-listen to our podcast and i just you know we're just talking smack having beer and yeah. i actually enjoy it so it, it's actually fun to me so it's not a big deal but yeah uh, but like you said though it, it it surprisingly took days to edit stuff i was like what why if you're not passionate about it you're not going to do it you know, you've got to have the passion behind it. And that's, that's how these guys can pull it off. That's how you get these guys doing it by themselves that can just grind and edit and shoot and edit and shoot and edit and shoot. And, you know, you get burnt out on editing after a while. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I can, I can definitely see that. Well, let me, let me ask you, Jay. So like having somebody edit for you, how does that work? Do you like pay them a salary or is it per video or how, how does that work? Uh, like he works X hours of X number of hours a week for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he, he's kind of like on a contract with me. Oh, okay. So he'll just work X, like 40 hours a week. So he can still, you know, work for other people, but he just, uh, he edits for me and, uh, he does like some stuff for other people here and there, but I'm, i he, most of the works editing stuff for thrive and, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good, but it's just like, uh, you need to be organized to have, you know, someone editing, right? Because I always need to make sure that he has the next video to edit. And I'm always like planning. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, know, you don't have a yeah. video for him. And it's like, oh, no, I need to go, you know, need to go shoot one as soon as possible or try to keep him busy. So it's someone to always, you know, something to always keep in the back of your mind, right? Keep your catching cooks with Sam, by the way. They're pretty. <laughs> no, they're, they're good. Hey, I like it. I like learning, seeing new stuff. Hey, by the way, I got a cop. I don't know if you sold out yet of your, uh, uh, what is it, catch and cook uh, batters. Oh. Everything's right. Everything's right beside me. I didn't plan any of this, but yes. <laughs> I was gonna order. I, I gotta order some of those because uh, I, I was talking to my wife because today, uh, the other day, we just actually because we I went fishing with Kit and we caught some catfish, and nice. we ran out of batter. So oh, there you go. Order so, some up. There, there's a uh, so our batter's actually shipping from from Minnesota right now. That's where the mill's oh, making really? it. That's uh -huh. what some people don't know because when I when Josh and I started the business, we were like, well, you know what. 60 i could like like i said on youtube i could see about 60 percent of the people that watch my videos are from the states mm -hmm. so i'm like well 
you know what? We may as well just do it in the States for now, and then we'll, we'll get a ca- Canadian distribution place as well. But uh, yeah. so right now it's made in Minnesota. Uh, we're kind of looking at next steps, but we were almost sold out of like our first two batches, which kind of Jeez. surprised both of us. And now we've probably got, yeah, I don't know, 70, 70 bags left. Uh, so we'll see. And, and I, I got to tell you guys, so we just filmed a video. I put it live right before this podcast. Today, my buddy Josh and I, my partner on Catch and Cook, we filmed what we think what we think is the world's fastest catch and cook. Okay. <laughs> so we had the stove in the boat. Josh was ready with the frying pan. He had the oil hot. I found a school of walleyes. I was spot locked with the trolling motor. And we said, okay, we're going to start the timer. And from when the lure hits the water until the first piece of fish is in my mouth, that's what we're counting as our time. So I dropped <laughs> the jib to the bottom. I had a walleye in the boat in under seven seconds. Whoa. And and then I, I filleted it. I gave it to Josh. He battered it. He deep fried it. And I ate the first uh, bite of fish at two minutes and five seconds. It was like still kicking in my mouth. You guys. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So that's the video. And, and I, want, I want to see you guys beat that. If you guys are new to Catch and Cook, we, we kind of challenged people at the end of the video. We're like, wow. game on. I want to see somebody try to beat that, right? Because my fish filleting could have been faster, but uh-huh. we couldn't have caught the fish any faster. We got super lucky with that. But the fish filleting, I lost a couple seconds. And if the oil was hotter, it would have cooked faster too. So like, I think someone could do it in probably like a minute, 50 seconds, maybe a minute, 45. But so you, you do you start the timer when you're fishing or do you start the timer when you catch the fish? No, when I'm fishing. Oh, so I dropped oh, wow. it and my first <laughs> drop of the lure, my first drop of the lure, I was yeah. using a jigging wrap. So like a really heavy bait. It okay. hit the bottom. I lifted up in 20 feet of water, and the first lift of the jig, I had a walleye on. Wow! And it, yeah, it was, it's, it, yeah. So the video just went up. So it's, it's. I edited as soon as I shot it. I'm like, I need to edit this right away and get this online because it, it was pretty funny. So, dude, I don't even. I don't think I can tie my lure in that <laughs> time, man. Holy cow! And yeah, it was funny because it's the type of thing that, like, if it didn't happen, I would have just reeled up and we would have restarted the timer, right? But it was literally the first drop, the first try. And I was like, okay, this is meant to be. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Josh and I had, we had a good day. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see that video. But yeah, yeah no, I, I saw I saw that because um, I was talking to my wife. I go, yeah, I'm going to order some. I just want to try it. I, I like yeah, trying yeah. out new batters. And yeah. um, that's pretty cool. And see, that's why, yeah, we, we, we got, I got to get you on my other podcast. I, I'm, I'm entrepreneurial. Yeah. I'm always thinking. Exactly. I was, like, I was like, you know, fish batter, I, I could see. And, and Josh is the more chef side of things, Josh McFadden. And, and you know, I'm like, more on the fishing side of things. So I'm like, this would be a pretty good fit. So we're really excited to see where it's going to go. We don't know if like the next step is going to be putting into stores or doing online distribution, uh, you know, things that I'm sure you know all about, but uh, yeah, lots, lots to think about, but just the initial responses been uh you know very humbling for josh and i so we'll see what's next but that's yeah. hey it's awesome hey you just yeah. keep grinding and you know how it yeah. goes you know it's just yeah. the grind man so yeah exactly um so ice fishing season's coming up man so what see what on. do you have in store i'm just curious like uh, i want to know what, what do you got in store Spe- any new species you're going after any new lakes what do you what what, oh, what, what are you planning on i can guarantee you there'll be new lakes i'm not sure like as far as like on the topic of youtube and i'm mm-hmm. I've had this conversation many times with people, but you can, on YouTube, you can see your, your statistics throughout the year. Like when you uh, gain the most subscribers, when you gain the most views mm-hmm. and it'll be like summertime. And then all of a sudden, November, December, January, February, it'll just be a massive spike. Mm-hmm. I'll gain more subscribers in November, December than I'll gain in the rest of the year, probably. Really? So it's, it's wild. And I think it's because there's a couple of reasons. 
One of them, we have such a long ice fishing season. So we have safe ice most years sometime in November until sometime in April. Damn. <laughs> so that's a long ice season. Your ice season is probably like two and a half months, right? Probably like uh, January, February sort of thing. I mean, we're lucky we will get it in December, early yeah. December if we're lucky. Yeah. And then I would say, what do you think, Kit? Probably end of February, March. We're, we're pushing it in March, in my, in my yeah. opinion. I'd say January to March is like our average. Like, like perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. About three, mo- three months at, at best, yeah. give or take. So yeah. we've got incredible fishing, which is like a big factor. Every, like people want to love, they want to watch Canadian ice fishing. We've got a longer season. So I'm putting up ice fishing videos in November and you guys are like two months away from ice yet. So for yeah. people that are getting pumped, it's an easy thing for them to watch. Another mm-hmm. thing, ice fishing is a good amount of work. And I think some people just love watching ice fishing and would rather watch it than do it. So it's like, I think that's fun to watch. And then I think the last factor is there's just not that many people making YouTube ice fishing videos because it is a little more work. It's harder on your gear. You maybe need to have a snowmobile, which is a little more niche as well. So it's just, I think all those factors is just like, uh, that's why I've seen so much growth. And that's why I just, I do love ice fishing, but it's also just from a, from a, uh, you know, a YouTube side as well. And just, you know, trying to make a go of it. It's like, I need to go super hard in ice fishing season. Like I'll probably slow down a little bit for open water fishing because once October, November hits, mm-hmm. people are thinking about ice fishing. They're not thinking about open water fishing anymore. So it's like, you know, I could be filming musky videos or I could be getting ready for ice fishing season. So it's like, you know, most people say, oh, I'll film musky videos, but. Mm. <laughs> no, that, I mean, that, that totally makes sense. You're right about that because uh november comes we have no ice you're right i'm gonna look yeah. at you too, like get, get me excited man yeah. let's see what you got and yeah. then you're right you guys are recording and you oh man yeah and it's it's crazy because it's just like last year was like a race between aaron and myself and clayton was on the ice really early too but like i drove like 12 hours 10 hours north to find ice aaron drove way north so we're like because <laughs> typically the first video or two you post of the year just pops off because it's just yeah. it's early and everyone's excited and it's just like you can't get on the ice soon enough so it's funny i mean you also got to be a, a a good role model and be safe with with ice safety and everything, right? So that's something always in the back of my mind. It's just like, is this really worth it? You know, because yeah. you know I'm comfortable breaking through the ice. I've broken through the ice and I know how to get out, and I'm not worried if that situation happens. Mm-hmm. But for a, a rookie angler to just run out on the ice because I saw Jay Siemens do it and break through, I would never want to have that, you know, on my conscience that I I you know maybe influence somebody to do that. So it's like there's always the safety, the ice picks, a floating suit, you know, chiseling your way out. So, yep. you know, but I'll feel comfortable on three inches of ice. Someone else might not feel comfortable on three inches of ice. And that's kind of your own decision to make too. Right. Yeah. I think I would be a little nervous because I'm not the, yeah. I'm not the slimmest cat. So <laughs> I'll definitely be a little nervous. They're going to send you out first on the ice. Yeah. We're, we're going to send Grandy out first to check. Yeah. They would. If he's good. We're all good. Yeah. my friends would by the way you can ask it they'd be like go you go first yeah, if you I, can make it we all can uh, make it. man i'm a little i'm a little lighter on my feet <laughs> see see what oh, i gotta deal man. with <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's just one of those things because um i'm super excited uh ice wise because my you know my brother-in-law's really got me into it. i i had no idea about you know ice fishing because um, yeah. They really got because I, I I used to live in California and there's no ice there you know obviously no, no. and then when I you know because they live in Colorado and they really got us into it and I was like holy cow you totally missing a a, a whole season you know what yeah. I mean in, yeah. in, in a way and I think uh, we we completely um, 
I'm infatuated with ice. I love it. I, I love ice fishing now. I completely love it. It's just one of those things. And then seeing your guys' videos is pretty uh, inspiring, my friend. Thank you. I have to say Thank that. Um, yeah, we've got incredible ice fishing. We're just spoiled for ice fishing. Like, yeah. We know it. Um, I guess another one I wanted to ask you, man. Are you guys going to do uh, 39 Hours Season 3? Season 3, man. That's That's like... It took, I'm trying to think how many years it was between season one and season two, but it was a lot of discussion with Aaron and I. I think it was three years between them, maybe four. Man, the, 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 I, I did a podcast a week ago and it was the same question. Season oh, three. Like, no, 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 no. It's, it's like, it's just a common question. And that's good. That means season two is good if people are asking about season three, right? It's, I take it as a compliment. COVID just completely threw a wrench into everything. So yeah. there was like, we're all, it's, there's always discussions on the table. We're always chatting and brainstorming and who knows. And I think everyone wants to do a season three. Mm -hmm. um you know the stars need to align again stars aligned for season two everything worked out i think i learned a lot i enjoyed you know i had more of a producer role doing helping out with season two mm -hmm. uh nick uh, thrive editor edited most of it and uh aaron and i did some editing as well but uh yeah it was just good to be you know on on the other side and, and help the planning of that so i mean i'd love to see see it i'd love to see a season three happen but uh yeah who knows it's uh things things will just have to fall into place and yeah no it makes sense we got to see how like you just said about covid it's just yeah. totally changed life yeah, <laughs> i mean involves, for every yeah it involves so much travel too so it's yeah just, yeah we need to, we need to watch that because now we need to just wait till that settles so well we'll see yeah i'd cool. love to have a season three happen yeah. yeah. By the way, yeah, you guys did awesome. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> no, it was it was fun watching you guys. Um, it's it's pretty darn interesting. Congratulations on winning, by the way. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know what? When we went into that, I'm just like, Aaron. Obviously, I want to win, but I just want this to be a good production. Like from yeah. a producer role, I'm just like, I want this to come together. I want it to be entertaining for people because mm -hmm. I love winning as much as anybody. But I'm just thinking about the the greater good of you know the whole project, and it, I, I couldn't have been much happier with it you know no i'm um because i i watch a lot of uncut angling i know i know yeah. he's been completely busy and everything i was just wondering like um he didn't post as much you know he didn't you know upload as much content um on youtube yeah. um something like that does that affect things i don't know i mean what do you think I, i'm just curious in regards in, in what to what way do you mean affects things um the growth the growth so here's here's the thing about aaron's videos is that I, I don't want to uh, ever, I, I can talk about Alex Pear because he's a friend of mine, mm -hmm. but like in Aaron Weeb video, Aaron's always been like on the artist scale of things. He's, he's like a perfectionist. He's an artist, right? So mm -hmm. when Aaron puts out a video, it's going to be a banger, right? Yeah. Alex, Alex is more of a businessman, right? He knows that you put a lot of videos. It's better for your growth. It's better for everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So Aaron was never a person to just put out a bunch of videos I think Aaron's videos, I think he's still getting growth because his videos are just classics, right? So it's yep. just like, you can go back and watch season one and, and you might not have that same feeling as some of Alex's videos. No, no offense, Alex, if you, if you watch this, but like, yeah, some of, like some of Alex's videos, I'm sure he would cringe about too. He'd be like, ah, maybe I should have uploaded that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because he was just like, you know, I need to upload today. This is what I'm going to do. I got to upload two times a week. So there's an interesting, you know, business to artist scale of, of the whole world as well. And, and I'm sure on the entrepreneurial side of things, it's just like, it, it's not easy to make a living, you know, in the fishing YouTube world. And it's the dream for a lot of people. And it's just like, there's not one specific route. It's, it's all little pieces of the pie. It's just like, 
you know? So it's, it's an interesting thing. And I think Aaron is still, you know, people are still watching the videos. His channel's still growing and stuff. And when he does put it out, everyone's watching it. So, yeah, I mean, nope. I, think, I, I, every, I think everyone wants Aaron to upload more, right? That's, that's what sure i he, want yeah no that's that's exactly <laughs> what I want because no you're right i i'd probably go back and watch his videos especially the one with the crappy one where he hit the i still till this day i tell people about it the one that you know he cut the deer hair yeah, yeah. incredible labs incredible dude 16 15 inch crappies and then no like you're just saying though the video that i i want to say it's a cl- yeah i yeah, will a never, million views yeah. yeah there you go and i i tell everybody Go check this video out. Yeah. Uncut angle. This is probably yeah. the greatest ice fit. It's it's to the point where you think it's almost fake. It's yeah. so damn good. No, the video yeah. is so damn good. I was just yeah. like, no, you're right. And and I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. And that's why I wanted to ask you because you know, you're you're in the the realm of the world to kind of know if where do you find that fine line? But I think it's something like you were just saying, you just gotta be yourself and just know yeah. you gotta do your own thing. Yeah, do yeah. your own thing. That's kind of cool. So I don't know, man. Anything else you got? You got for uh, Jay here? Okay. We, we, dang, we've been talking for over about an hour. I'm sorry, Jay. Hey, we kept hey, you man, over. I'm good. sorry. No, this is good. This is good. This has been great. Hopefully you're having fun. Ho- hopefully, hey, you- man, this is great. Right. You got a couple of Asian guys from Iowa talking to you about beer <laughs> fishing, man. Hopefully hey, it's fantastic. Fun. And you know, we had no, we hadn't chatted before at all, so we had lots, lots to, lots to chat about. It was good. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I, I mean. You know, it's just one of those things where I think um, I agree with you. I think YouTube is going to blow up. I think it's it's a lot of people were like they were talking to me. I was talking to somebody about this on my other podcast and they're like, they, they thought it hit, hit the pinnacle. I go, no, it's going to keep growing. You've and seen then, nothing yet. Yeah. See nothing yet. And I think um, even like podcasting, all this, it's all going to grow. It's podcast gonna... is a podcast is huge growth right now because people are so busy. They want to they want to consume media and they want to do other yeah. things. So you can listen to a podcast while driving. That's when I consume a lot of podcasts is when I'm driving. Right. So, yeah. And I think it's going to keep growing. I think, I think social media, actually social media, how's that? What do you think about that? Like everything from like Instagram, Facebook, do you think that's kind of getting pushed to the side a little bit? Or you think that's still going to keep going in this? Oh, it's direction? going to keep going. It's just going to keep evolving. I know people are going to have their pushback and I think like yeah. everything has its ebbs and flows. Uh, TikTok is the future right now. I know people are like, it's funny because here, here's the trend, how it goes. People are like, I'm never going to go on Facebook. And then all of a sudden they're on Facebook and their kids on Instagram. Like I'm never going to go on Instagram. And there's always, they're always one generation. You're always one generation behind. And I'm like, I'm never going to go on TikTok. And then I'm like, no, I should be on TikTok. So I started posting some TikToks because it's like people get onto the platform five years late and they're like, man, it's so tough to grow on YouTube. I wish I could just get some more subscribers. And it's like, dude, you thought YouTube was a joke five years ago and now you're trying to grow your channel out, right? So it's the same thing with TikTok. It's like, everyone's like, ah, it's only young kids on TikTok. But I'm like, no, no, no. Those young kids are going to be the people that are 20 years old that are actually, you know, what, you know, it's it's always one behind, right? So I'm just like trying to stay with it enough. My focus is like by far on YouTube right now uh-huh. because the thing about YouTube is you're getting, can you hear my cat in the background? Yeah. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's really, the thing about uh the thing about YouTube is you can get someone's attention for 20 minutes or 40 minutes uh-huh. or with a podcast, you get someone for an hour, which is incredible because time is so precious. Mm-hmm. Instagram is great, but you get someone's attention for five seconds or two seconds for them to read your post and they're on. So I don't yeah. know. Huh. That makes we'll sense. See. We'll see. Know. We'll see. But TikToks, TikToks. So I got to make a TikTok. Are you on TikTok kid? Uh, not yet, but I'm about to make one. <laughs> Tonight's your first TikTok. 
All right, I'm on it. I'm on it. Jay said you got to get. I I I started one for mop pop fishing. I was just just nice. messing around, just playing around with it. But you're right. It's surprisingly people actually you know started slowly attracting to it. It's kind of yeah. crazy, but and people are so creative on it. You watch that stuff. It is, man. I I need more creativity in my life. Yeah. No, you're you're right. The creativity that comes out of just whether it's kids or not, it's amazing, yeah. man. It's yeah. it's definitely pretty cool. Uh, before I forget, I almost forgot. See, my kids were gonna kill me on this. Questions for your kids? Yes. Kids and my wife. It was actually just one because okay, so we went to Vancouver and I got reamed on this because hello, they wanted to see uh, the Northern Lights. Yep. So. We went there in Vancouver last year, and it was surprisingly the Northern Lights showed up at 3 a.m. when everybody was sleeping. So, of course, yeah. everybody woke up next morning, found out about that, and I got yelled at. Okay, I got blamed. Yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. yeah, I should have known, you know. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Show. Do you get to see that often there? And if you do, when? And the reason being, I have to plan a trip to try to get them an opportunity because it's it's beyond a bucket listing for, um, you know, my wife and I, we've been married over 12 years so um she's like i really this is a true true bucket listing she wants it's just one of those things she just wants to see sit out there and have an opportunity to see i'm just curious yeah i would say best time is probably like march i would say february march when it's cold and okay. clear that's when it's just the clearest too when it's when it's really cold i, I don't know the physics behind it or mm -hmm. but apparently it's clear and I mean, the farther north you go, the better it gets. So I've been at fishing lodges up north and it's just absolutely stunning, but you can get them further south, like near the border, but you just, the conditions have to be right. You have to be away from city centers and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to go trying to see them, I would, the, the best place that a lot of people go in Canada, they fly into Yellowknife in Northwest Territories. Yellowknife. Okay. And it's, it's the farthest north um, international airport in, in Canada. So it's an international airport and they do all sorts of Northern Lights tours. They're like, that would be one of the easier places to go because you can fly right in and they, they cater to that. Cool. All right. You just... Random fact that might have to be cut out of the podcast. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> Supposedly in Asian culture, it's good luck if you conceive a child under the Northern Lights. Whoa. I got four daughters. Do you want a couple more? Jay, seven, <laughs> five, three, and seven months. Wow. That's how insane You're busy. I, I'm busy. You're busy. So, yeah. and they're all girls. I got four daughters. <laughs> Once again, seven, five, three, seven months. And I started a new business and I'm trying to start two new podcasts at the same time all year. You're crazy. Know? Yeah. You probably don't need any more children. Uh, but that's an interesting <laughs> fact. <laughs> but you'll have to do some Googling on that. I've heard that. I, I've heard that from multiple people. Yes. I'm going to have, you, you made her day. Cause uh, that was a question. She goes, you're talking to a guy from Canada that jay guy i go yes I'm, i you know he, he's gonna talk to us that he'll yeah. you better ask him honey you better ask him because <laughs> we're gonna plan a trip she wants to go see that's him. great so yeah thanks man you 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 Ain't made no right, you made my that's own. great that's great we'll plan around that so awesome. um yeah anything else for jay kit yeah other i know you had tons of questions i know i don't know if i i just kind of hijacked the whole thing because i was, you know, <laughs> was excited to talk to this guy yeah, I'm just sitting here absorbing everything. I think you hit, I think you hit all the notes that I wanted to hit too. All right, cool. So, um, other than that, man, you know, like I said, Jay, I, I definitely appreciate your time. Uh, hopefully, hey, no problem. Hopefully, anybody listening and watching this, they gain a little bit of knowledge because I sure as hell did. Um, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I, I'm not the biggest, the greatest fisherman, but I, I totally appreciate and love fishing. I, and, and I respect it and. Every little tidbit that I learn, it's it's just um, something. That's the beauty of it. You're never done learning. I'm learning yeah. all the time, and that's why I love fishing and and you know, get on the water with other people because you always pick up a little thing here and there. And yeah, 
That's yeah. true, man. So, you know, like I said, I, to me, it's um, when I talk to even Kit, you, people that we have on our podcast and everything, uh, it's a learning experience for me and I'm growing. And um, at the end of the day, I, I, I just appreciate, you know, every second, every minute of it, man. That's why I started this whole thing. That's great. Um, yeah. Just, just to learn more about fishing, get into it. It's my passion. I love it. So uh, like you said, man, thanks so much for just uh, giving us the guys. opportunity, brother. Hey, no problem. Let's do it again. Yeah, and come right. up to Canada once that border opens up.